Okay, welcome everyone to the after Yom Kippur Shir. Um, we are holding in the middle of this Thursday night class. We are holding in the middle of the discourse on the Kuti Torah, on the Pashas Nitzavim, page 98. Um, um, the, the discourse begins on page 96. And we're holding by Siv Dalit. Um, you can listen to the other two classes to get an up. Uh, a little in on what we were learning. So the main idea we were learning was that how um, through, oh, that's right, one second, before we do that, tonight's, today's class was dedicated by Ariella Bastamsky. This is in honor of her mother's yard site, which is tonight. Anafega, Bas Moshe, her neshama have a very great aliyah to the greatest of heights. She channel a lot of blachas to you. All that you need and all that you want, and she should return down here soon with the coming of Mashiach, where we will all celebrate together. Yeah. And meanwhile, she'll send be sending a whole bunch of blessings down. Um, so in the in the shear we were learning in the past. We learned how um, through mitzvah observance, we draw down, we draw forth, mitzvahs are rooted in the divine pleasure. Why mitzvahs are pleasurable to God? God knows why. Well, that's just what it is. Mitzvahs, even though we encounter the mitzvah in a physical form, but let's understand something, that's only the physical encasement of a spiritual force. So when we're doing them physical mitzvah, enclosed in that physical action and um, contained in that physical action is some kind of spiritual and not spiritual godly content that is sensational to God. That's just the way it is. It's rooted in, 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 in the divine pleasure. Last week, in the two weeks ago, when we were talking about it, we were talking about how people, you know, when a person has a will, what are mitzvahs? Mitzvahs we know simply are the will of God. It's what God wants. But, but contained or backing that will is a pleasure. And these sensations, we also learned just an important point. Even though these mitzvahs are um, rooted in keter, in the crown, on two levels. The actual mitzvah itself is the will of God, which will is associated with crown, with the Kabbalistic, with this, with the uh, mystical level called the Keter, the crown of Hashem. That's 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 will, and backing the will, or or hovering around the will, basically. That's what we were learning about it. It's it's like encompassing the will is something much deeper and higher than the will, and that is the pleasure behind it. The great sensation that it gives God. Okay. So that's the spiritual etymology of a mitzvah. There is the 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 will and and higher, you know, underlying the will is a pleasure. And and again, on this level, it's utterly incomprehensible. Like why, what, when, and when? We can never know that. 
but that's just the way it is. However, there's one more component in the mitzvah. Mitzvahs are also called commandments. So what that means is that although we're talking about um, I don't know what, what you would word it. Um, we're talking about uh, performance, not performances. We're talking about um, the word would be entities. Um, certain ideas, certain forces, certain um, I'm looking for a word. This is I don't even know which word I'm looking for, but I'm looking for something which I don't have right now. We're talking about certain, I don't know, motions. Ugh, it's not it. It's not it. I'm not I'm not getting it. Give me a minute. I'm feeling a little constricted over here. Um we're talking about all I can do I give a motion for it but I, I don't have it yet Oi. it's a little better we're talking about a a a okay let me just put it simple we're talking about a let's call it force a, a a a a spiritual godly force it's 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 imagine like the mitzvah is a and i'm say i'm struggling here for a reason it's not just it's, there's something i'm looking for because again the mitzvah is an action you know give give charity the mitzvah is take a, next week. The mitzvah is to take a lulav, a, a a four species, and shake them. So that's the physical action. But there is a there is an idea here. There is a a a something that this, this that the, that this action is conveying, and that and and that is higher than the than than, than the physical world for sure. Higher than even the spiritual worlds. It represents it it it. It encapsulates with within itself something extraordinary pleasurable to god sensational to god it's the will of hashem and it's his pleasure however when it comes down here not only is it enclosed in a physical action but there has to be in order for the mitzvah down here that we are doing to register, to stimulate, to, to be a sensation to God, its manifestation in, in, in the world and in existence is in within the role play of God being a king and we the subjects, he commanding and we're fulfilling the commandments. So if you take the commandment 
um, element out of it and, and, and annul that and just leave the action on its own, not within the context of subjects obeying their king, you're not stoking the pleasure at all. Not registering. Your actions are nice actions. But they're not, they're not tapping. Why? The Kabbalistic formula is the mitzvah is the lights of Keser, of Keter, which are the crown, which are the will and the pleasure that we got down, but being funneled through Malchut, through kingship. And without kingship, it doesn't work. And what is king? Now, kingship is the lowest element, the most external element of the divine, as we discussed in an earlier class. Pleasure is the most innermost of the divine. And kingship is the most external, most because a king is all about interaction with the outside. And pleasure is something very, very deep in the inner, inner core of someone's, someone's being. Sometimes pleasure is so deep that the person can't even comprehend their own pleasure. It's very personal, very inward. So Keter is like the highest of all attributes. And Malchut and kingship is the most external of all attributes. But yet that's the rule. The beginning is wedged in the end. That's the way it is. It's only within the, the, this, this setting of kingship. That means on, on a spiritual world outside of Malchut, the mitzvahs don't work. Above Malchus even. It's not, it's not, it's not, in Atzilus higher than Malchus, the mitzvahs are not, are not as poignant because they're not, they're not, it's not the context where the mitzvah plays out as a pleasurable experience to God. So let me put it this way. I, I don't know if this is a right, Marshall. I hope I'm not making, I hope I'm not saying something that's incorrect. But the way I, I'm seeing it is as follows. Imagine a person who is a, you know, a, a you know a human being. Obviously, he and ha he or she has some, you know, things that are very, very, very deeply meaningful to them. They might be utterly meaningless to other people, but to them, they're maybe let's call them a little queer, weird. I'm not talking about, you know, silly stuff. Talking about, you know, to have certain things that, you know, might not be of any interest or any significance to other people, but to them, this is something that is speaks to them. It 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 touches them very deeply, for whatever reason. Then, as life progresses, for whatever reason, this person was appointed a governor, a king, a ruler, in charge of many people. So then they implement these um, aspects that were once just in their own secluded realm. It was meaningful. But now they are implementing these, these um, ideas, these, these, this, these, these experiences into their kingship, into their governorship. So the king is asking the people to behave or do certain things that are consistent with the king's private pleasure 
Anahan. Obviously, the king is looking out for the well-being of the people and so on and so forth. But as it's as it's descending into the world of as it's descending into the uh, into the into the paradigm or into the into the context of the king's uh, relationship with his people, it's now now um, um, manifesting as a as a series of commandments. Which sometimes people will look at and will wonder why. The reason why I'm saying that is just because to appreciate and to understand that there is a connection in mitzvahs to in, in all commandments to the aspect of keter, of crownship, of, of crown and kingship. And, and we know a king wears a crown, so you see the the two are related to each other. So what did we learn? Let's back up a little bit. In in the mitzvahs, there is divine pleasure. In the commandments, there is divine pleasure. When we do the mitzvahs, we open up, we reveal, we bring from hidden potential to actualization, these infinite sensations within God, allowing that, that, that it's hard for us to believe that there is change, but it is change, but it's a God allows himself to be impacted through our mitzvot. So when we are doing that, we are bringing out a pleasure inside of him. And as we bring out that pleasure, we learned that that pleasure re- brings forth a joy, increases the energy, br- creates a joy. And the joy causes God to engage and involve himself much more with the world. And that's what we learned happens as a result of all the mitzvot that we do throughout the entire year. But then we studied and we learned in the earlier class that there's another element. Because the the level of pleasure that reveals itself into the um, into the mitzvah, which is the will, is 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 on the one hand, it's a very transcendental deep pleasure, much greater than the pleasure that can can reveal itself we learned in an internal experience of learn of studying a learning or intellect when a person has a when a person has a intellectual um brainstorm usually it it encomp- it involves a a a great um pleasure pleasure comes along with every with every um with every illumination yet yet um that's we learned is is only external 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 pleasure the real pleasure doesn't reveal itself it's only a little droplet a little droplet of pleasure that could reveal itself in um in in the internal experiences of intelligence and so on and so forth in will is where the greater pleasure of the human, the, of the greater soul, hovers. The higher pleasure hovers, but it hovers. Hovering meaning it's not internalized in the will. Meaning it, when, you, when you have a will, 
the the background of that will the drive that's driving the will is the sensation but the sensation itself and the pleasure is not necessarily felt in the will you know that what's pushing the will is a pleasure why do i want this it must be that this gives me pleasure but the pleasure is not it's as he calls it the words are he uses his makif encompassing But then we learned these are very deep stuff so it shouldn't be it shouldn't be um what's it called again um shocking to you that i'm at such a loss of words it's we're dealing with it with very very abstract of abstract experiences now is a revelation of pleasure Where it's the where it's it's not the pleasure revealing itself in will, but the pleasure revealing itself just as pure as the pure delight and the pleasure of of the being. It's hard to find a and and not in an encompassing way, but it in a way that it is a way that it is. I don't know, it's so hard to explain these ideas because I myself am struggling right now and I really, really, I don't know. I, we, we learned this a, uh, a week ago and it was making, and it was it was clear in my head right now I'm falling asleep and I don't find the words here. Um, about the shofar, what did we learn? We learned that the shofar reveals pleasure higher than, higher than, than mitzvahs. Because in mitzvahs, we, I can say it in Hebrew, but then I can just—I'm just basically escaping the, the need to explain it. In 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 um, in mitzvahs, we learn the pleasure, in, which are the will of God. The mitzvah, the pleasure reveals itself only in a level of makif, in encompassing way. But through the shofar, we're reaching the very inner core of the pleasure, and on that level, the pleasure is felt not just encompassing but as an internalized experience but not internalized like the power of intelligence that has a vessel i don't know i i i, I somehow managed to teach this last time and now i don't re I, I don't i don't even i don't even recall how i explained it but that's what it is whatever it is right now it's not it's not illuminating in my head but what i will say is in last class it was it was illuminated this idea okay so you can go back to the last class you can learn it and you can see that it was pretty illuminated the idea was was shining now it's not not in my head however but, but here here well what we do have but the the the, the um the what's it called again the the uh, outcome of it is that all year long the mitzvahs are considered which reveal and draw forth god's pleasure is considered external pleasure compared to the shofar where we are touching the very 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 core ecstasy inner core ecstasy of god on the very very deepest level on a much higher level of 
delight and pleasure that there is in all the mitzvot. And because of that, we can refresh. And remember, we learned it's related to the 13 attributes. We learned it's related to the strings of the beard. It's all discussed last week. It was, it was, it was, it was, I don't even know how I was teaching it, but we had this whole discussion about it. And that's why, as a result of touching such a deep place through the shofar, now, by the way, that place is only open through the in the 10 days of repentance. Maybe that's the reason why I can't tap it today, because it's last week when we were learning it, it was within the 10 days of repentance. Now the 10 days of repentance are over, and uh, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I can't seem to break into that, uh, to, 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 into that space. But in any case, based on this, he's now going to explain the verse of Sois Asis Pasha. In the in in the in the uh, in the in the in the haftor of Pashas Nitzavim, which is from a pasuk of from Isaiah sixty one, Samach Aleph Pasuk Yud. So it says over there, I bring delight into God. Tagal nafshi, my soul will 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 um, will revel or will know. Sois I bring happiness, Bashem. Tagal nafshi, my soul is gladdened in God. So we learned the first part of the verse, Bashem, is the joy that we increase in Hashem as a result of all the mitzvah observance that we do all year long. Tagal nafshi belakai, my soul delights in God, or my soul is gladdened with Hashem, is referring to the deeper experience of touching the inner, innermost of the crown, a pleasure that makes the pleasure of all mitzvahs be, be considered external and compared to touching the inner, inner core of pleasure. But that level, we said, can can if we're if we're touching it, just remember that if we're connecting to it, if we're opening up to that place, we got to be very careful because it can only if it would be channeled as is, it would destroy all of existence. It will blow us out. We will dissolve in its intensity. It will destroy all. It will swallow all worlds up completely. Because the intensity of the of God's pleasure at this deep level is so intense that it would override everything. It would erase all of existence because everything would get lost, dissolve in the intense radiance of this incredible light. So therefore, it needs to come through a a powerful, con concentrated. Now, this is the here's a very important point. It's not diluting. The point over here, you're getting the full potent experience, but it can only come in a tiny little concentrated drop. Like this, so that's where we're learning of mercy, of thin little hair. Only a tiny little, it has to compress itself into the smallest little touch of, 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 of this, because, but one little touch of this light refurbishes all of creation and all of existence way more than all the mitzvahs 
And that's why Dafka, precisely when it comes to the shofar, we use the word Eloikai, which Eloikai means tzimtzum, contraction. You would think you're getting to a level that's beyond contraction. Yeah, but precisely because it's so deep, it must come through, an, it must be drawn through a, a, a powerful compressing, a contraction in the sense that it is, it is, it is, it is compressed into a very, a very little crumb of, of, of a revelation. But it's of the essence of God. Now, as a result of that, we say, and why? So why am I? And we say this. I, I rejoice in God. I, I delight. In other words, we're talking about the enormous um, pleasure that we are causing Hashem. But how that's also bringing joy down to us. And then we continue, Kiel Bishami, because he dressed me big day yesha with garments of garments of salvation. Umil Tzedaka and a robe of righteousness. Um it's the word Umil Tzedaka, Yateni, he wraps me. So in the in the discourse here, he's going to explain the, the meaning of these verses. Because in general, mitzvahs, mitzvot, which are the will of God, which inside the will and 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 um, hovering above the will is the infinite, incomprehensible pleasure of God. Even though even on the level of external, it's still the about a level that is. That is that is an infinite pleasure. That is hovering over the mitzvahs. It's called garments because it's not something that we could fathom. It's not something that we can internalize. So we're saying God has dressed me. He dressed me. He garbed my soul. It's not only your soul. Your soul is in your body. So it's garbing your soul and your body. A person is wrapped up with this infinite delight and infinite pleasure. Try to fathom it, try to appreciate it. No, it says when we think about it and we open up a little bit, the, what it will release in the human being is enormous joy, knowing, but you can't really sense that pleasure in a real way because we would we would die. We would completely melt in that pleasure. So where is that pleasure felt? Or how is that pleasure related to the soul in a way of a garment? It garbs us. But these pleasure... It's coming from so high and so deep. It's coming from the lights of Keter. That's the idea. All other revelation in Seder in, in, in worlds, on all levels of worlds, wherever it is, is all coming from already the, the contracted system called Seder Hishtal Shalos. It's called the order of evolving worlds. It's called the, the order of evolving spherot. It's, 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 a, it's a certain defined the fine state of existence, the infinite pleasure, the boundless, the keter, nothing come. Keser is beyond reach. Keser is in self. It's it's, but that's the chidush. That's the novelty. That's the greatness of mitzvahs. That Hashem has garbed us with garments from yesha. So yesha means salvation, but on a deeper level, it's referring to the three hundred and seventy crowns. I'm sorry, three hundred and seventy lights of keter, of keser. Why the number 370 is the number of lights related to Kesser, I don't have it in my head right now. But so it says. 
the number is 370. It's referring to, where do we see the word? It's the word shah, shin ayin, or we sometimes use the word yisha, which is used in the Torah as vayisha Hashem, and Hashem turned. It says by um, Cain and Hevel, Cain and Abel, when they brought their their sacrifice. So it says over there that Hashem, that when he, you know one of them brought, then Hashem turned to him. The 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 um, what the verse wants to express by God turning is when a person turns, their entire being turns to you. If you're reading someone's book or the person, I'll give you, even when someone is teaching, I'm teaching right now, What? which part of me is here? A little sleepy today, but which part of me is a at least a little bit here? My brain, my mind, that's teaching. And, and, and I might be, you say, fully engaged. I'm here, yeah, I'm teaching, fine. But there's a whole different level of something when, when someone is walking on the street and amongst people and someone calls them. Right, you know, you call someone, say, "Hey, Yanko." When you're on the street amongst hundreds of people, and you hear your name being called. You turn. When you turn, what's turning? Your intellect is turning. Your emotions are turning. You ever have it in the airport that they call your name on the loudspeaker? <laughs> ah, the whole you turns. That's what we're trying to express over here. Hashem's entire being turned. Vayisha, he turned. That's Keter. Keter means not God's features, not God's personality traits. Ugh, why am I saying ugh? Because this is crazy stuff we're talking about. I know I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. I'm not ready. You, this is wild stuff. This is wild things. I'm sleepy. Yeah, I'm sleepy. I'm teaching a, a lousy class. But that's because I'm sleepy, because I'm tired from Yom Kippur. But do you realize what's going on over here? We're talking about, I'm not talking about something small, something cheap, something silly. We're talking about mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are the will of God. The will of God means God, G-O-D, the big, infinite, boundless God, the source of everything and all of existence. All of the worlds are created from one or two letters from him. Just a few utterances. He transcends it. He transcends it, transcends it, transcends it, transcends it. Even his attributes of, of, of the system transcend the, the, the creation. It transcends it more and more and more. And above all of that, above infinitely above all of that is his will. And upon his will is his pleasure. And that's what we're saying. Mitzvahs are his pleasure. So, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm happy. I'm sorry, I'm sleepy. I'm happy with God. I'm not happy. Yeah, come on. So is us is Bashem. I delight in God. I delight in him. So is us is Bashem. Why? Kill Bishani. He garbs me. Big Deyesha with garments from the place of of Yesha. Yesha is from the place where the, the 370 lights of Keter, which really mean. The God himself, not any feature of him. The mitzvahs touch him. It's him. His entire self is in the mitzvah. That's exciting. 
So this general now in mitzvahs itself, in this in this part of the verse where he's talking about Hilbishani Big Day Yesha, he dresses me with clothing of keter, cl- clothing of salvation, clothing that now it shouldn't be a wonder to us that we can't internalize that, we can't comprehend it, because it's 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 infinite will. It's infinite will. It's infinite will containing its infinite will containing infinite pleasure. Of course, we can't internalize it. Of course, we can't comprehend it. But it's a it's an enormous joy. Now, it's a little bit, in this piece, he's not going to talk about the higher, even deeper than that, which we discussed happens by the shofar. By the shofar, we're touching not just the will of God, but the will of all wills, where pleasure is the, the inner core of the pleasure. But we hear in this, in this, in this, in the further part of the Pasuk, he doesn't make so much to do about that difference. He's talking about the general notion of being garbed with God's infinite pleasure, wrapped with that light. And he speaks two levels, mitzvahs in general, and then the mitzvah of tzedakah, the mitzvah of charity, which has a special place, as we're going to see in a moment. Let's read inside a little bit, and I think all this will come together. I just, I'm sorry for getting all this excitement because I had to break out of this slumber sleep that came over me. And now we're going to come to the explanation of the verses. So he says, I will rejoice in Hashem. I know what does that mean? What is this? I will bring the light. It, this is referring to the drawing forth of supernal pleasure. Why does it say? The real root of the joy is the experience of drawing forth the pleasure. The pleasure is the source of the joy. But when it says Bahavaya, I will, I will, I will cause joy in Havaya means. Remember, we said earlier that mitzvahs have a component not just of of will and pleasure, but it also has the it has to be within the context. Of commandment within the context of kingship. So remember, we discussed that joy and pleasure are related to God's infinite beyond sphero, spherot uh, level. Malchut is 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 in the sphera range, in the range of spherot, which are attributes. Within the range of attributes, it's the last and final attribute. So in order for any light or for any revelation from Ket, from Kesser to get to Malchus, it must travel through all the other Sefirot. And that's the meaning. I draw down this great joy, the joy that comes from the sensations, experiences of the infinite sensation that is created by the mitzvahs. I am drawing that down into Yudke Vavke because that's the medium, that's the passageway that it will get down to Malchut to where the mitzvahs are actually playing a role in this world. 
Again, I'm shochas oynegeelion, the drawing forth of the supernal pleasure. Mirirotzayin, if I'm will, the malchus to malchus, shenimshachet is drawn, derech pchinas avaya. It is drawn through the yutke vavke. Shehein yut svirois to atzilus, which are the ten attributes of the world of atzilus, the world of emanation. That's referring to the pleasure that we we produced through all the mitzvahs that that bring forth an enormous joy. Togel nafshi, my soul delights, or my soul is gladdened beloikai in my God, is referring to the shofar, remember we discussed, that's hipchines shofar. that's already higher than all the mitzvot, which is the concept of the shofar. Shuhupchines eloikai, which is the concept of elokim, not havaya. Why? Mitzvahs, since the mitzvot, after all, are are really stimulating, or the mitzvahs are God's will. And even though they are also stimulating pleasure, we learned it's the external part of the pleasure. The, the pleasure as it is manifesting in will, as opposed to the inner, inner, inner core of pleasure. But the shofar, and that's why it, it relates to Havaya, Yudke Vavke. But the shofar, since meaning we can channel it, I'm sorry, not that it relates to Havaya, we can channel it down through an open channel, through a very, through a very unrestricted channel. Yudke Vavke is considered unrestricted in comparison to Elohim, which is considered very, very, very limited. So because the, the current, let's put it in simple words, because the current that's flowing in a mitzvah is not as intense as the current that's flowing through the shofar, the mitzvah current does not need that many circuit breakers. The shofar current needs an enormous contraction because the, the, the level of, of electricity, the level of, 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 power that it that, that that it's touching is so intense that it has to come through only elokim so which is the shoifer which is the concept of elokai it is the element of gavura it's we're reaching the ultimate kindness the ultimate but it's 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 descending through gavura, vitzimtzumim, and through contractions, because to be able to bring down the innermost of the keter of the crown, the innermost of the orange self of the infinite one, require a lot of gavura, which is restraint, and and simtzum and contraction. As we say, your might, we say it in Ashrei, your might, they speak. Okay. So this is the general stimulation that the prophet is talking about, which happens through mitzvahs. But why did it make me so happy? Good, they're making happy, God happy. So what is it doing for us? So now we're explaining. Kiel Bishani. 
because God gives us access to that enormous lights and he allows us to, to, to interact with them. How does it interact with us? The mitzvahs become an or makif, they become an encompassing light to the soul. And that's the meaning. He has dressed me, big day, garments, yesha of salvation. Now, why the word salvation? Because going to what we said earlier, the etymology of the word yesha is mainly the two letters shin and ayin, which the numeric value of shin and ayin is 370. 370 is pertaining to the lights of Keter. That's what we're so exciting about. And remember we said the word vayisha means he turned. When someone turns, it's not their features that are turning, it's they themselves. So to appreciate the idea that we can garb ourselves with God himself, not with any features of him, not with any emanations of him, not with any projections of him, but he himself, that's wild. Meaning lights that are coming from God himself, not through any, they're just, they're just radiances of him, not of any particular aspect of a power of him. It's just purely his light. And that's what the myth, because will is, will and pleasure is the innermost of the human being. And we are, we're using ourselves as a metaphor for the divine. Pidish yesha, shin ayin yesha means the 370 lights. But why is there an extra, if, if it's 370, why is there an extra yud there? It's shin ayin. It should, it should say, Kiel Bishani, big day she or big day sha. What's the big day yesha? The answer is these lights are not going to be visible till the days of Mashiach. In general, we know the reward of a mitzvah will not be felt, or more than that, just the reward. The consequences of all the mitzvot we've done, what they produce which is bring God down into the world, bring the infinite light into the world. The world is not ready to receive them until the days of Mashiach. That's why these lights, we add a yud to them. When you add a yud, it means will be. Whenever you put a yud at the beginning of the word, bo means he comes, yavo means he will come. So yesha over here means 370 lights that will shine. We're garbing ourselves with those lights now, but it's revelation of what it is to experience it will be when Mashiach comes. Kapirish Yasha Shin Ayin the 370 lights. The Toysfis Yud with an added Yud, Hamoid Allah which is indicating on the future. The Hainu Shin Ayin Ahoyrin, these are the 370 lights. Shayi Allah of the lights of Kesser. That are going to reveal themselves in the future, the Mashiach, and the days of the Messianic era. If so, hold it. If it's going to reveal itself only this in the Messianic era, what are we so happy about it now? Number one, we're tapping it now. But number two, some some aspect of it could be to some degree sensed in the soul. That's why it says. We can have simcha when we do a mitzvah. Simcha shal mitzvah comes by, 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 by recognizing and feeling and sensing this great pleasure. 
as he says now, there's many levels to the, in the 370 lights, there's also levels. The main revelation of it is only going to be revealed in the Messianic era. But some of it, to some degree, could is already a reason to celebrate today. And these 370 lights and are above, and he says two times the word above, they are above, above the entire progressive order of worlds or of divine manifestation. There is a boundless system of evolution where God evolves his light and his and, and his energy to be to be um, adaptable to the creation, to a finite existence. The lights from any of these levels are awesome. A, a, an experience of, of, of any of this to tap any any element of the divine is incredible is more valuable than everything there is in the world the world has to offer but now we're not just talking about the lights but he's saying over here however when we say the 370 lights of keter we're talking about an, an element that is not just above but above above the entire evolving order of divine adjustment what's the main point over here this is the unadjusted, unfiltered light of God that we are that is going to be revealed when Mashiach comes. Ourselves in it through a mitzvah that we do, like we see now. He wants, in order to emphasize how this is not an adjusted level of the divine, a filtered level of the divine. He brings the exact because what uses the word. The Targum of that Hashem turns to now. By the way, when I'm as going back to the example I said earlier, good word, I forgot to use the word filter. When I'm sitting here giving this class, it's the filtered me, it's me teaching, or anybody. You, you, you're talking to someone in, 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 in any in any mode, it's a filtered version. You're walking into a store, you first adjust yourself and you present yourself as a customer. You're being filtered. You're, you're self-filtering yourself to be a customer, right? When you are in a whatever, when you're in a, you go to work, you are self-filtering to present a certain image of the boss, an employee or an, or an employer, an employee. Or in every situation, we present ourselves through certain filters. But when you catch someone on the street and you call them by the name, the first second they turn around, it's the unfiltered person. That's the point I'm looking for. Here's you getting the person without filter. At that first second, it's them. That's what we mean over here. God turns. In a mitzvah, you're getting God himself. Hashem turns to heaven. So this, the, the Targum says, there was a will coming from God because will is this unfiltered and Hashem Hashem's will turned to heaven his will, his entire will which means in, in Aramaic will that's the supernal will 
What does it mean he dressed me? What's the point? What do you mean God's dressing us? We don't feel it. We don't feel it at all. If you feel this, we would die from sweetness. We would die a blissful passing away if we felt this. So what's the point of garbing us in it? The answer is, if it'll be shani and he dresses us into it, laham shechas nefesh in order to pick up the soul of the human being who's doing the mitzvahs, gam to lift the person up also to the above the entire evolving order into God's infinite light. Here the purpose of the garment is through the garment. Since you're being garbed with the lights of Keter, you're dressing yourself in it. Now, earlier, the person... The soul is taken, is a der derivative from the divine attributes. So it, it, it can only interact with attributes. It can't interact with, 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 with the infinite light, unfiltered. It can't. Attributic lights, revelations, you know, God can uh, uh, reveal teachings inspiration yeah but to to touch the, to interact with the infinite can't but when the soul garbs itself in the mitzvah and the mitzvah is of that will so through the garment sometimes you pick someone up through their garment the garment serves as a something that you can grab onto i once gave the example when you're going uh rafting and and the person fall, you know, falls into the water. You, you, you pull them up by their vest. So here is like God gives us these garments so He can lift the soul up into, as well above all worlds and above all filtered lights from God, to have a relationship with God Himself. Obviously, when we're physically alive, we cannot know this experience. But this is what's really happening to us. So that is a reason for boundless joy. That's a reason for for a, a yamtiv of sukkahs that's like nonstop dancing. When when if we take this in, appreciate this concept, this 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 awesomeness. Bishani, and what's the pur purpose of addressing us? Laham to draw the soul of man. Gamkein lamaylam above ishtalshos. Now above the entire filtered down um, um um evolving godliness hashem wants to pick us up higher than all of it the downside over here is it's awesome it's great but because it's so high there is no there is no benefit of it at least currently in our lifetime benefit of course in the sense that we can see because it's 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 beyond our our capacity to experience and enjoy other than knowing that it exists but to actually enjoy it i mean to say even if you're not even if you are a spiritual sensitive person and you could feel spiritual lights you can feel only much, 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 much lower 
spiritual lights. This this level of to experience God Himself is really experiences beyond all prophets. <laughs> it's higher than Moses. It's, it, 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 it's crazy. So we can't experience. We can't. So the verse continues. It's exciting because we know there is it, it. It one day you know will open up to us, but then the verse continues. And a robe of tzedakah yateni he wraps us. What's the unique thing about the robe of tzedakah? All mitzvahs give us a garment. Mitzvahs a garment, but there is one mitzvah which is tzedakah, which actually gives us fruits in this world as well. All the other mitzvahs are an opportunity for the world to come. But mit, from all the mit, now tzedakah is also wrapping us in a garment. But it's a type of garment that has bells at the bottom and pomegranates at the bottom. You know, the high priest, when he wore his eight garments, not yesterday when he did the avodah, because then he only used the four garments, but the special clothing of the high priest, one of them was a me'il. A me'il is a robe, and those robes had bells on the bottom. Golden bells, and they made noise on the bottom. They were clinging, or what do you call it, uh, ringing when the Kohen would walk. And the verse says, you will hear, Kolo, you can hear the Kohen when he was coming in and out, because you would hear the, the bells of the Kohen. What does that mean? That's the, the, the garment the soul gets through charity. On the one hand, it's the same like all the mitzvahs. It's a, it's a garment of unfathomable godliness. It's a garment of divine will and divine pleasure. And therefore, as a result of that mitzvah, God has a grip, grip on you and he can lift your soul up above the entire evolving order of worlds and of godliness and, and enable the person to have a connection to the unfiltered infinite light. In addition to that, some little bit drips from that mitzvah to give us a lot of good in this world. Material blessings, number one. Tzedakah brings material blessings in a person's life. Where the sages say, one thing, you can test God. You give tzedakah, God is going to pay you back. That's the thing. You get wealthy, you get a lot of blessings. But in addition to that, I think, it doesn't say what the content of the fruits we eat in this world but also that we some of this pleasure and some of this delight echo trickles down into our consciousness. Generally, the mitzvah is too potent and too powerful for us to feel anything because it's too much. But in tzedakah, it has a special ability for a little bit of it to come down in this world as well. It's unique in the garments. All other garments don't have ringing bells on the bottom. This one has ringing bells, which means you can hear it in this world as well. You can benefit from it. And the, and the, and the robe of tzedakah wraps me. So he explains, On the one hand, it's a garment. It's a garment like all the other garments. It's only that at the bottom, it has little bells and little pomegranates. And the point of it was lashmiya coil to make noise. The kachatz, I don't know. Usually you would think that the pomegranates don't make noise. Only the bells make noise, but I'm not exact. The kachatz dako b'chinas lavush. The tzedakah 
the, the, the giving of tzedakah, which is giving charity, on the one hand, it's a garment like all the other commandments. That they are garments because, as we spoke earlier, they are so high, they are so exalted, they are so infinite. By, by, by charity, by tzedakah, it has an extra benefit. This is one of the things that a person can derive benefits from them, meaning the, the principle of the mitzvah is, to, is put away for the messianic age, for the future experience. But the dividends, it's like putting in you know, $5 million in the bank, you can make, a person can, 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 can you know, live off just the, the interest. That's called the dividends. The principle you don't touch. So the principle of the mitzvah is put away for the future. Just the extras, whatever, some of it comes into this world. The fruits of it come down in this world. And that's the bells. The bells are the divine, it's beautiful. The bells are the divine blessings that you will feel in this life. You can see them, you can hear them in this world, not just these are, in other words, you're doing a mitzvah, you're, you're, you're tapping such high levels that are not, it's nice to have a little ringing down here as well that we can celebrate. The bells make songs. It's the celebration that you can hear while before Mashiach comes, even in this, in the in the in the world pre-Mashiach. Now, why does tzedakah have that quality? More than other mitzvahs, that it also makes itself, it trickles down into this world as well. Because the beginning is wedged in the end. In other words, even though tzedakah is a mitzvah like all mitzvahs, because particularly tzedakah is a mitzvah associated with the attribute of malchus, we'll see why in a moment. In other words, earlier we said all mitzvahs are, the setting for all mitzvahs are commandments. And commandments means that the king is commanding. And therefore, you have to do it within the context of kingship, all mitzvahs. However, some mitzvahs, in addition to their playing out within the concept, within the context of malchus, the idea of the mitzvah itself is related to malchus. For example, the mitzvah of Ustam, making a king. The mitzvah of making a king is for sure a mitzvah of malchus. Or I'll give you another example. The mitzvah of Shemitah, seventh year. The seventh year is corresponding to the seventh attribute. Shabbos is corresponding, six days are connected to the six sefirot. Shabbos is tamalchas. So there are certain mitzvahs that are primary, that the whole, the whole um, flavor, the whole um, content of the mitzvah is kingship, is malchas. One of those mitzvahs that the concept of the mitzvah is malchas is siddhaq. Why? Because Malchus is considered the last of the Sefirot, which doesn't have anything. She's needy. And, and the idea of tzedakah is to give to the one who's poor. Malchus is poor. And since when you're giving tzedakah, you're, you're, you're creating a cosmic flow of divine energy flowing down to the one who is poor, which means a particular flow of energy to Malchut, which Malchus is from all. Like King David says, I am poor. 
Why Malchus is poor, Malchus is compared to the moon. The moon doesn't have any of its own light. I'm not going to get into that, but Malchus is considered the, the, the sphera that doesn't have anything of her own. So when you're giving tzedakah, it's giving, it's, it's enriching, it's giving life to Malchus. Okay. Since this mitzvah is particularly connected to Malchus more than all other mitzvahs, since Malchut, Malchus is the last of the attributes, it's the last, there is a rule. The rule is always the beginning is wedged in the end. That means that a light is much stronger when it reaches its final point than somewhere in the middle. You see it in light. When light is traveling and then it hits the, the ground, there is more sunlight over here on the earth more than in the midair. Obviously, we get very close to the sun. It's much brighter. But when you're getting like closer to earth, but not on earth, it's not as bright as the sunlight that's on earth itself. Because when it hits earth, its final destination, this, this comes, first of all, it's the, the concept of this more, it's, it's warmer on the earth than it is in the air, even though it's closer to the sun. Because first of all, you have double, because you have the rebounding, the, the light is being reflected. So you have, the, you, have the, you have the warmth and the heat and the light twice. But that's a general concept that every energy can go through many, many levels, but when it reaches its, its, its end, becomes very powerful right at the end. So that being the idea, since all mitzvahs are a flow of the infinite light of God, however, the, every mitzvah, as it's manifesting into the system, is the content of the mitzvah is related to various different spherot and attributes. So it's somewhere, the mitzvah is registering somewhere, not just in Malchut, but somewhere in the middle. Therefore, the intensity of the, of, of the mitzvah, the, the, the godly light that's in that mitzvah is not as intense as the, God, as the godly light, the infinite light that is in a mitzvah that's particularly associated with Malchus. That is what explains why only tzedakah or one of the only mitzvahs that give a person fruits in the fruits in this world as well. Simply because it's overflowing. You know, when you have a cup, it's meant to remain in the vessel. But if you pour so much into it, what happens? It splashes out on the outside. Since the intensity of the inf infinite light is so strong in certain mitzvahs, they cause that it leaks out of its out of its container. What is the container? The container is what's supposed to hold it until the days of Mashiach, and it oozes out from the cracks from the top. And therefore, you know, you can have you can have a barrel of wine, and they, and you want some wine, they tell you, no, 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 this is for the party. No, we're not giving anybody wine. Uh, but then they're bringing one of those barrels and it's so full that it's dripping. So you're smart. You go running behind it and you stick it. And then you can fill your cup up with what's extra. But from which, which barrel will it drip? Only the barrel that's overflowing. Which mitzvah is overflowing with divine light of Keter, of the infinite light? Tzedakah. Why tzedakah? Since the, 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 um, 
the whole content of tzedakah is a mitzvah which is done in malchus and malchus is the final sefira and the rule is the beginning is wedged in the end so there's more intense of the in, there's more intensity of the infinite in malchus and that's the reason why from this barrel or as now a case from this garment it drips so a little bit of that benefit will come into this world when we say a little bit we mean a little bit compared to the to to what's going to be for the future but for this world it's enormous amount of blessings that's why you see in shul everybody gets all excited when it's coming Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur to give a lot of tzedakah to purchase aliyahs because when you're doing that and, th and they're thinking that they're thinking it's true that the idea is that by doing this I'm going to have an enormous good year this year in the physical business will 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 be will be so successful finance you know financially there will be so much blessing so and that's true tzedakah draws blessings into this world more than anything else and the reason is from that the beginning is wedged in the end that's in malchus and now he's going to give another reason why tzedakah is the one that has the the the, the whistles and the bells on the bottom to bring the blessings down oh there's another reason another element why this is not another reason i think this is not another reason why the blessings come down in this world this is another reason why by tzedakah we emphasizing it's a robe all mitzvahs are a garment but here we're calling it a me'il the robe and again the uniqueness of the me'il are the bells on the bottom but over here the emphasis is not it's going to be particularly the idea that it's noisy the noise element of it earlier the emphasis was there is activity at the bottom of it the first explanation wasn't emphasizing so much the noise it was emphasizing more the activity that's taking place at the bottom of the robe the bottom of the robe represents this world that at the bottom there is like you know the ill draws attention to the bottom but over here he's going to emphasize more the concept of the noise and also since malchus is the poorest of all sefirot the less miklum, she doesn't have anything of her own and therefore when there is a transmission of light to malchus it's a very big deal it's noisy why is it noisy that energy has come down even in a place that's so low what does that mean when a rich man eats a good dinner it's it's not a noisy experience he sits quietly with a steak and he's enjoying it when a poor man who never eats steak gets to eat a steak you get to hear it 
First of all, he himself here is emitting noises. Ah, ah, he's excited. Secondly, he's eating it with extra gusto. So what's going on is he's clambering with his fork and his knife on the plate. He's like, yeah, it's noisy. Why? The excitement, the excitement that's going on over there is an indication that there is a, because it's a novelty, because it's something that usually, usually there is no, you know, there shouldn't be. And now it is, you know, People who, who who get to 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 fly business class or first class all the time go quietly sit down in their seat. Those that have never flown business class, they sit down. They're they're first of all they're putting up their seat and back the seat a bunch of times. They're fixing out this one, that one. It's going. It's a and you hear the whole, like they they're noisy about it. Why? Because it's such a novelty to them to sit as a like a like a king. Others, you know, they're, they're, they're always they're always in the in the in the in the front of the plane. So he's saying when the flow of energy comes even into Malchut, which is considered when life comes there, it, it creates noise. And that's the idea of the Ilham Yeah. Look in the Zohar, Pashas Pekudei. Where over there it explains the concept of where it says his voice will be heard. Okay. So that is the difference so far which we explained. That we're the joy that we have because we have mitzvahs. And on that there's two levels. General mitzvahs. And tzedakah, which tzedakah has an extra benefit. More than the enormous uh, 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 benefit of, 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 of our souls being uplifted to attach itself to the unfiltered, Tashem's unfiltered light. Which of course is only, but that can't be revealed in this world. Tzedakah has an extra benefit that it's me'il tzedakah. Now he's going to give another explanation on the two types of garments that the verse is saying. One of them is big day yesha, and the other one was called me'il tzedakah. So the first explanation was regular mitzvahs. They're both the same garment. The general idea is both the same garment. But this is a garment without bells, and this is a garment with bells. And the bells idea is that it comes down even in the world. That's the general idea. Now he's going to add another explanation. That we're talking about two different types of garment. When it says, big day yesha, garments of yesha, it's primarily talking about a head garment. It's not talking about... And me'il tzedakah is a garment for the body. Big day yesha are garments for the head, like a hat. And it's a different type of a garment. Let's see. For oid another another explanation could be given as avoida. Inyan big day yesha on mil tzedakah, These are the two types of garments. In the verse, he washed, he washes in wine his garment. 
and with the, 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 the blood of grapes, susai. So in that, over there he explains, levushai and susai are two types of garments. The soul, the soul has a body. The body of the soul is not our our body. We're talking about the, the body, the soul itself has a body. What, what is considered the body of the soul? Meaning there's the head of the soul and there's the body of the soul. The body of the soul are the emotions. The head of the soul is the intellect. Garments for the for the body of the soul means garments for the emotions. Garments for the head of the soul means garments for the soul's intelligence. Which are called the garments of the body. And then there is Lavushe Hagimal Rishainois. Then there is the garments of the first three, which are the Chabad, the Chachma bin Adas, which is the intelligence, which include not just intelligence, but also the features of a person's head. What is there in the person's head in addition to in addition to intelligence? There is the power of vision. There is the power of hearing, which in the soul it means the vision is to gaze at the glory of the king. So the soul has that capacity that's called the head of the soul. And to that, there is a garment. Just like we have a garment for vision, like a pair of glasses, which is a garment for a person's vision. The Zohar says, what's big day yesha? Yasha is taklusahu. Yasha has to do with vision. So you see from the Zohar that big day yasha are clothing that are related to the head. So, so according to that, you see, it, it the verse matches up a little bit better with Usually when you have a verse and there's two phrases and it continues on with two phrases, it's better if we can match the two phrases in the second verse to the first to the two phrases in the first in the first verse. So if you remember in the first verse, we were talking about the regular joy we draw down through mitzvahs and the extra joy we draw down through shofar. We're reaching a much higher level of pleasure. Then when we continued with the garments, we were talking just about the garments of mitzvahs. We kind of like didn't talk about the shofar. He said there is the gar- mitzvahs provide this this, this uh, access, give the neshama a garment of the of 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 of, of the of the ratzon of the will which has the will in it, which has the pleasure in it. But over there, he said there's also tzedakah, which is very special, unique. But it's not. It's not re-looping again it's not connecting to the previous verse that's talking about two separate things it's talking about mitzvahs the pleasure of mitzvahs that we're stimulating and then a much deeper pleasure that we're stimulating through shofar so it would make sense that one of these garments are referring to a garment that is produced by the shofar but according to his earlier explanation it's not that way but according to its current explanation it is that way 
Remember now we're saying that the two types of garment is the head garments and the body garments. So the head garments is a derivative of the shofar. The body garments are a derivative of all mitzvahs. Why? He says. Because these unique garments that we're talking about over here, the head garments, they are drawn through shofar, which on the in on a more broader scale, shofar is not just the mitzvah of shofar, but it's the general attitude of tshuva. Earlier in the earlier discourse that this is an explanation on, he explains why is the shofar giving God such sensation. We spoke about it. It's because the shofar is conveying the deepest pain of the soul, that the soul can't bear the thought that it's distant from God. That deep pain gives God a sensation from how deeply connected we are to him. Like a child that the parents have thought the child has no interest in them and is so separated and so distant. When suddenly the child expresses, especially in a very, very deep way, their deepest bond with their parent, it, 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 there's nothing as, as deeply touching as that. And that's the shofar. So what is that really on our end? That's tshuva. Tshuva is that we our deep pain coming forth from whatever blemishes or disconnects we have. That's the premius of the tshuva. So the deep experience of tshuva produces, elicits from God's response and God's reciprocation. God gives us garments for the head. What does it mean? Through this, my soul delights in God, which as we said before is the shofar. Because he dresses me with big day yesha, levushe haroish. These are the garments for the head. Ukeinyan vekoyva Yeshua berosho. It's similar to the concept of a hat of salvation on his head. Now I didn't get a chance to look up. What does it mean? We once taught this 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 discourse, but many years ago, and I didn't get a chance today to look up. What does it mean, the garment for your head versus the garment for the body? I guess if I would have looked that up and we would have a better understanding of what it means, garments for the head, then we can perhaps understand why the garment of the head comes as a result of our tshuva. As opposed to the garment for the emotions, for the body of the soul, which is the me'il, me'il tzedakah, the, 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 the robe of tzedakah that, um, that, that uh, comes from, from regular mitzvahs. But according to this, it's interesting, what, what, what is going to come out according to this is which one is higher. We have two types of garments, which one is higher? According to the first explanation, we had the robe was higher. The robe of tzedakah. Why? Because the regular garments of mitzvahs, they don't have benefit in this world. Tzedakah has bells, it has, re- it has benefits in this world. But according now to the second explanation, where the big day yesha are head garments, so they're a higher type of garment. 
again, not, and I don't have the explanation now because I would have to look up that other discourse of what's the difference between Levushai and Susai. And through the fulfillment of the rest of the mitzvahs, is drawn the, the garments of the body. And this is the concept of a me'il, a robe of tzedakah. Now the verse continues. Now we go back to Isaiah. We go back to Yeshaya. What does it say? It says, which says, as we said earlier, is referring to the delight that we have caused by Hashem through the doing of mitzvahs. My soul is gladdened by God is through shofar. We're excited because God has given us access to garments which enable us to be lifted up and, 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 and elevated into the infinite light of God. And not only that, we also have a garment of a, a, a robe of tzedakah through tzedakah that we do. We're garbed as well with God, but we also have benefits of, of certain blessings coming down in this world. And now we continue. What does the verse continue? The verse says, now the verse, uh, this is important, to, 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 we can't miss this, this one little something here. So it's very important to, pay, to catch this. And once you catch this, the rest will flow easily. And that is, the verse now is going to do a comparison. The verse says, I'm delighting in God because he, he dressed me in such garments, like, similar to a kechasan yechahen pe'er. Just like a chasan, a, 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 a groom is yechahen, is, uh, is, is, is officiates, is officiating, but yechahen is more than officiate, I wouldn't have the word. I should really look up the English translation of yekahin. You know what? Give me a second. It will. It will make more sense. Big book of Haftar over here. Let me read you the English of it. Isaiah prophesied about the redemption addressing the Jewish people. Rejoice, yes, I will rejoice on account of what God has done. My soul will exult, that's Tagal Nafshi, on account of what my God has done. See, the simple meaning is what God has done. But over here, it's okay. for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has enwrapped me with a robe of righteousness. Okay. I am like a bridegroom who dons garments of glory. That's kechasan. I'm sorry. That's what it is. I am like a bridegroom who dons garments of glory like a high priest. So yechahin is high priest. It's for the word kohen. But it doesn't mean that it's the chasan, the groom, is wearing garments like the high priest, which are garments of glory. Pe'er is glory. And like a bride who adorns herself with her jewelry. So we're simply we're doing a comparison. 
just like the groom and the bride dress up in special garments for their wedding, splendid garments. She wears ex ex beautiful jewelry and he wears, you know, really nice clothing. So similar to them, I am rejoicing in the garments that God has garbed me. So now he's going to explain the, the deeper meaning of that. Who is this groom? So simply you learn, okay, I'm excited just like a groom puts on nice clothing. But there's a deeper meaning here. There is a supernal groom and there is a supernal bride. The supernal groom and the supernal bride are now being used as a metaphor, just like the supernal groom and the supernal bride experience these very garments that we're talking about over here, these big day ash. But, uh, but here's the thing. They're, the groom and the bride that we're talking about, the groom is the Zeir. Let me tell you quickly. The, the groom is the Zeir Anpin. That's a, it's what we refer to, nothing less than HaKadosh Baruch. The, 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 the bride, that's the Shekhinah. Groom and bride. So just like HaKadosh Baruch and the Shekhinah get to experience these garments from above, very high, high revelations, we too should rejoice. Simply you'll think, because we also have a small little garment. No, 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 no. We have also a similar garment to them. And like a similar jewelry to the Shekhinah. No. The comparison is not comparing the comparison because we're a little bit like them. It's the opposite. Their experience of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah, the garments that they are wearing now, is nothing compared to the... To, to the garment of 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 the big day yesha and the and the Ilt that we are being garbed. Our garments of big day yesha of of clothing of salvation and Ilt Sadaka and a robe of righteousness is incomparably infinitely superior to the garment that Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Shechina are wearing now, because what they are wearing now. HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah, we're going to see. Their garments are enormous. But it's all within the context of the system. From within the system, they're receiving higher revelations. Because let's understand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not God. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the manifestation of the divine attributes, the masculine attributes of God as it manifests, as the managing power of creation. Shekhinah is much is a much smaller manifestation of God, much closer to the world. But even HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which compared to Shekhinah is considered infinite, is still a level. In general, it's the six emotions. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the six emotions. Shekhinah is Malchut, as we spoke earlier. Now HaKadosh Baruch Hu receives a garment that causes it to, that causes it causes it causes the level of a Kaddish Baruch Hu to become splendor, like a like a like a groom wearing splendid clothing. What is that? Hakadosh Baruch Hu receives illumination from Bina. Bina is higher than Hakadosh Baruch. Remember in Atzilus, there's father and mother, son and daughter. So when we're talking about 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Shechina, we're talking about son and daughter. So the, 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 the splendor that the son and the daughter receive are lights from Bina, from the higher spherot, but that's incomparably lower to the revelations of Keser that are going to be when Mashiach comes. Obviously, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhin are also going to have that revelation. But what, what's so wild is what we're saying is the garments that we are receiving now as a result of our mitzvot are already the futuristic garments that HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah don't have today. We're just used, but just like they have this, and what, are the, what is the concept of garments that comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to Shekhinah? In general, it means that both HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah are treated today to makif lights. Makif lights means energies that are higher than them and bigger than them and endure, and endure them. Beautify them. The whole concept over here is this whole mimer is rejoicing with this ormakif, with this income, with this godliness that is much bigger than us. So what is the what is what is the Navi saying when there's just a little bit of appreciation of what mitzvahs are? Especially now that we're swimming in mitzvahs. Soon we're gonna dive into the sukkah. And we're going to get to hold the lulav and an esrog every day. And then eat in a sukkah and live in a sukkah for seven days. We just finished the shofar. And we just finished fasting on Yom Kippur. And we did mitzvahs after mitzvahs after mitzvahs. So the point of it is, gewalt, guys, understand this is wild stuff. Hashem is garbing us with infinity, with his unfiltered light. And it's even higher. And we're just using a comparison. Just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah are experienced these makif lights. Makif lights meaning unfathomable to them. Even to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah, it's unfathomable, it's bigger. And therefore it adores them like, a, like, the, like, the, like, the, like the, the groom puts on garments that are almost like higher than the groom. That's why he's, you know, he's wearing these garments that are from a... We know by Hasidim there is a minak to put on the Rebbe's. That a chassan goes under the chuppah, he wears the Rebbe's shirt as his kittel. And that's where you can really feel it. Like, who, who is this person to put on the Rebbe's shirt? If I would put on any day, even if I decide that, oh, I'm teaching Hasidus, I'm going to start coming in with the Rebbe's kittel over here. You'd say, Meshugana, what you are out there. But for a chassan, why? Because we appreciate that the chassan on the day of his chuppah, the day of his wedding, the groom, you adorn him with garments that are much bigger than him. So we're doing that comparison. Shechin and HaKadosh Baruch Hu also have revelations that are bigger than them. Yet, 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 as great as those garments are, they're still measured garments in comparison to the revelation of the 370 lights, garments that we're touching, which are going to be revealed when Mashiach comes. So much higher than those garments. Now let's read it inside. The kechosin yechayin peer, just like a groom, yechayin puts gets puts on uh, adores himself with 
um, glorious clothing like a high priest. Hainu, what does it mean spiritually? The pe'er, first let's see what is the what is the garment the chassan puts on, the groom puts on. He puts on pe'er. What's pe'er? Pe'er is the same word as teferis. So the chassan is putting on a garment of teferit. But hold it. The chassan is teferit. But we said before, the groom are the six emotions, six emotions, and the main sphere of the six divine emotions is teferis. So what does it mean the chassan wears, wears teferit? The answer is, there's an air anpin, which is called the small face of God, where all the sefirot are considered small, including the teferit, gets beautified with the teferit element of the mother of Bina, which is, Bina is incomparably higher than her children, which are the emotions. Now her son, when he goes to get married, his mother gives him a crown. The crown she gives him is from her teferet element. From the teferet of Bina, because Bina has all the emotions in her. From the teferet of Bina comes down the crown for her for, for her son, which is teferet, the aim of the teferet of Bina, Shanasa Keser, which becomes a crown. Which becomes, and that's the pe'er. That's the chasan yechahim pe'er. Shanasek keser becomes a crown to the ze'er anpin. And now he explains. The, tef, the element bina feeds, feeds, feeds the emotions. Just like our intellect feed our, feed our emotions. So God's intelligence feel, feed the divine emotions. But when Bina transmits to the Eranpin, it's as follows. The Yisoyed of Bina, which is a more mitigated level, the Yisoyed element of Bina, is transmitted to, is transmitted to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to, to the Eranpin, in an internalized way. However, the Teferes of Bina, which is, Yisoyed is lower than Teferes. Chesed Gevura, Teferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod. It's like two triangles. Chesed, Gevura, Teferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod. So the Yesod element is always much lower than Teferes. It's beneath Teferes. It's in the center, but it's a lower. So the Yesod of Bina could be internalized by HaKadosh Baruch by the six emotions. The Teferes of Bina is too powerful. So when it's transmitted to the HaKadosh Baruch it becomes a hat. It becomes a crown. It becomes a a a a, uh, a keter, as he says. The yisoid the ema and the yisoid of mother mistayim ends in the chest of zeirampin, which means it goes into the zeirampin. It goes into the chest. Shuhut teferes dezal. That's the the teferes of the zeirampin receives from the the teferes of the zeirampin itself. Which is the chest of the, the Zerampin. Remember, the torso is Teferis. So the, the, the chest of the Zerampin, which is obviously we're using physical terms over here, but you have to divest it. But the chest of the, the Zerampin, the Chaza, 
receives from the Yesod of Bina. However, the, the Teferis of, which is higher, the Teferis of Bina, Yechain, what is the word? Hainu Hamshachas Hachasadim Shutayr Shabiksar Bipchinis Pnimias. Which means like this. He says to Ferris, the Ema becomes a Kesser to Zairan. However, it's a little hard to, 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 to fully, because he's saying now, the reason why it's also throwing in the word Yechahin, which Yechahin is the word Kohen, which we know Kohen is always associated Kabbalistically, mystically with Chesed. And what's chesed? Chesed is revelation. So it's the teferes coming from Ema, from mother, going down to, to, uh, to the Zeir Anpin, but in a manner of chesed. What's the manner of chesed? In a manner of revelation. In what sense? Yechai na'ina hamshachas ha'chasadim pnimis. It's hard to, what I'm struggling with is how can it both be a crown, which crown means it's above, but at the same time he says it's panemius. Panemius means internalized, and crown means encompassing. I'm not exactly sure. But he, where, where he seems to be touching upon is that the hamshacha of the Kesser that's coming from Bina to the Zeranpin is associated with Torah Shabiksav. It's the written Torah. It's the godly light of the written Torah. In general, is 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 a Hamshacha from Teferis of Bina into, into Zeranpin. I would have to look that up. I was emphasizing earlier that both the chasen and the kala, the, bro- the groom and the bride, HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah, 
the comparison that we are comparing our garments to their garments is in the general idea of makif. They too have makifim, makifim lights. But I wasn't that careful because he is distinguishing and he's going to explain like this. By the kala, by shechina, the element of this, of this, of this, um, of, the, of, of what is being emphasized is more the makif element, more encompassing lights. The kala is, we'll soon see, it's not that she's wearing the, the jewelry herself, but she's bestowing it upon her, her, upon her, um, upon her servants. We'll, we'll soon see. I, I, so it's, it's so mystical. It's so, it's so, it's, it's so intensely Kabbalistic. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, mm. but we're going to, we're, we're, we're getting there. The pair of the chasen, the 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 crown of the chasen, the crown of the groom, has an element of pnimius to it as well. The garments of the kala is purely makif, as we're going to see, purely encompassing, not to her, but to where she's giving it. Let's see that we'll get to that in a minute. Why is that? Why is that important over here? Why? Why? That's that's being emphasized because if you re, if you remember, we we're talking about the excitement of what we've accomplished through mitzvahs and what we accomplished through shofar. And if you remember, we discussed that through mitzvahs, it's purely makif, encompassing lights. Through shofar, even though it's it's higher and it's. But it's there is a certain element of pleasure that's pneumious over there. Remember, we and I was was I, I couldn't find words for that. How can it be the pneumious anefish on the deepest level of pleasure in in? But yet, it's not a a a distant echo pleasure. It's not at the distance. It's 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 an intense internalized type of an experience. And I didn't have words for that today. But if you listen to last class, we did discuss that. Since we're talking about a hamshacha, a a, a a a transmission that's that that is both two transmissions, one of them is pnimius and one of them meaning internalized, and the other one is makiv. So when he's comparing it to something that there is here today already, which is this experience by Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Shechina over here as well by the chasin yechahen. Yechayim is giloy of chesed, which makes it the, as he explains, Torah it's an internal experience. It's like HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets to study Torah from Bina. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is studying Torah from Bina. It's internalizing it, yet it's a crown. How can it both be a crown and internalized? Again, I'm not exactly sure. And let's continue. Now, 
the general way that they had translated in the English and the way on a simple level, Kala Ta'adak Kalao means the Kala herself dresses herself with her with jewelry. Kaileha means Kaileha are her jewelry. Kala is the bride. Ta'ada is she dresses herself with jewelry. But he says, the Alter Rebbe says that if you do the diktuk, if you do the right pronunciation, then it should have said, Ukikala, like a bride, Titade adorns herself with her jewelry. She puts on the jewelry on herself. The right diktuk, if you would really be careful with the right word, it would say Tisada. She is becoming, because Ada means adorned. Tis Ada means to become adorned through her jewelry. Because it doesn't say Tis Ada, she becomes beautified through her jewelry. Instead, it says, the implication is like a bride who adorns, not she's becoming adorned, she is adorning her kalim. What are her kalim? Her assistants. Who are those? In the supernal worlds, it means the Shechina adorns the souls of the tzaddikim with certain crowns. She puts her jewelry onto them. She takes crowns and she puts it on their heads. As we know that in Ganeden, in in paradise, in, in Garden of Eden, souls of tzaddikim sit and they have crowns on their heads. These crowns are referring to an enormous godly radiance that is upon them, that is an armakif, an encompassing light on them, that the Shekhinah gives to her constituents, to her to her garments, to her, I'm sorry, to her kalim, she gives them, she adores them with these crowns. So this is for sure a makif experience, not an internalized type of an experience. The tzaddikim can't internalize it. But they're wrapped with this enormous light. Like the Rambam says, the crowns on their heads, what it means. It means a, a godly light that they can't fathom that they're touching. Chosen Yekain Pe'er is a Kaddish Baruch internalizing godliness coming from Bina. Mepnimius internalizing. Is the drawing down of Makif. But what's the point? It's so easy to get lost. The point of here is we're saying just like these things exist today, but on a much lower level. I rejoice in God and I delight and I find gladness in, in, in Hashem Himself. He dresses me with garments of Yesha. And he, he, he puts me on a robe of righteousness, but my robe of righteousness and my, is infinitely superior to this whole adornment of clothing and garments, both Takadush Baruch and Shechina, because it's on a much, much higher level, because their lights are still lights. It's makif, but it's only makif because it's from a higher level of the evolving order. When you go much higher from the evolving order and you draw down an energy and you don't reduce it so much, it's an encompassing light. But it's still from the adjusted, in general, it's still from the filtered light.
It's not the pure, unfiltered revelation of God. So we're saying, I'm excited, but I need to find an example of internalized lights and encompassing lights. So we find an example of enormous divine pleasure that is experienced by the tzaddikim or by HaKadosh Baruch Hu when it receives incredible input from above. And yet, our, our, our merit in mitzvahs exceeds it and far surpasses it boundlessly. The levels beyond, beyond. Let's read it inside. I was, I pushed it through. So he's asking, it should have said, she will adorn herself. It doesn't say. What does that mean? Who are the who are the kalim? Who are the vessels of the shechina? Who are the vessels of the shechina? These are the righteous. The tzaddikim. Why are they called her kalim? Well, we know that God has a chariot. A chariot is called a vessel. Who is the chariot of God? The forefathers, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. So therefore, they could be called her kalim. Just like a car is a keli, and a, and a buggy, and a horse, and a, a, a wagon is a person's keli. It's one of the utensils of a person. It's one of a person's, um, you know, um, utility that a person uses. Same too, the shechina, the avais, kemoya avais, and a markava, they are the markava, bepchenes bitel elevius barach, because they were in a state of bitel tashem, the hem kalim, and they are vessels, who mishkan leshechina, and they are a dwelling place for the shechina, hashayra lehem, that dwells upon them. The hakala, and who is the kala? He hashechina, the shechina herself. Sheta'ada oisam, she adorns them, Ba'atarois with crowns. Because Tzadikim sit in Gan Eden. And their crowns are on their head. And these are makif lights that the Tzadikim get from the Shechina. And what's the intention in this whole comparison? We're comparing it to a groom and to a Shechina and to the bride who, who adorns her, 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 her kalim her constituents, in a sense, she adorns them with 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 jewelry. Just like the chasan, yechayin peir gets beautified, puts on dawn splendored clothing like the high priest, which is hamshachis pnimius peisekator, which that means drawing down the internal, internalizable lights through Torah study, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, and every Jew down here today does that when you're studying Torah. And the Shekhinah adorns her her kalim, her vessels, which are the tzaddikim, which is the idea of mitzvahs, the lights of the mitzvahs that are revealed, the encompassing lights that are revealed to the souls in, in Gan Eden. Cain, so too, sois us is bavaya. I will rejoice in Hashem. Hamshachas We too draw forth the supernal pleasure, both in a manner of the chasen, which is pnimius, liyestagel nafshi belakai, for my soul to delight in elokai. 
which is through the shofar, which gives this pnimius experience, internalized experience of incredible delight. And that he dresses me with big makifim. That's the makif light, in the future. And all of this is from the great supernal both, whether the pnimim and the makifim, the internalized and the encompassing light, are all coming from Keter, from the supernal pleasure. And this level of pleasure, we find similar to that, reveals itself in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and in, and in, and in, and in Gan Eden for the tzaddikim. But now he explains in the parentheses. Don't think the comparison is that it's equal. That's a very important idea. It's not equal. now explains. There's many levels, one on top of the other. In the level of garments that are made from the actions of mitzvahs. Like explained in the Mimer, you should make holy garments. And therefore, and so too. Just like it, that's Makifim. And the same is also in Pnimius the Galites, which are Torah, which is internalized lights. There is the Pnimius that comes through study Torah. Is also many levels. Two different levels of learning Torah. The flow of energy that's in Ganeid, which is both Torah is internalized and mitzvah is encompassing energies. Inner lights and encompassing lights. All the lights that are now being revealed in Ganeiden from both through Torah and mitzvahs, are only from the Ze'er Anpin and the Nukva, which means, Zun is Zuchre V'Nukva, male and female of Atzilus, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shechina, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes the, 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 from HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes the internalized lights, and from Shechina comes the Makif lights, the encompassing lights. This is the idea of the chasan and the kala that are mentioned in the verse, the groom and the bride. Ta'ada, that she's she is adorning her 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 people, her constituents with these powerful revelations. However, as great as it is now in Gan Eden, it's only a mini world, it's only a little, little nothing. In the future, Yum we're going to draw, it's going to be drawn in a revealed way. The hamshacha, the flow of internalized lights, but we're, it's not going to be coming from the Eranpin. It's going to be coming from the moach of chachma, which is chachma of keter, which is the chachma element of keter, which is, which is, Ain self believable, literally, endlessly, endlessly higher than Hakadosh Baruch. From there will come the inner delights. Moyach stima the atika, the the concealed mochen of atik yomin, umakifim, and the makif lights are going to come. The keser the erachampin are going to be from the keser of erachampin are going to come. The makif lights of mitzvahs. 
With this he says, I rejoice. Togil nafshi, my soul is gladdened. He dressed me. As we said earlier. And that mimery explains the concept of what does this mean that the Ferris of, of Bina becomes the Keter to the Zeiramp in the crown of Zen. That there is a higher level where the lights are coming from Keser and Moyach The Pneumius is coming from Moyach because Moyach is the source of Chachma, Chachma's Pneumius, and Keser is the source is Makif. That's the union of Sois and Togel, which is much higher than the Kala. And the explanation of the matter is what's the gist of this whole idea? That we have the things, we have it happening now, but right now it's happening on a far inferior level to the way it's going to happen then. It's explained elsewhere in the Mimer Shira Shirin. On the explanation of the word, we say it by, a, by, by the blessings of a wedding. The sound that brings joy to the grooms. I should have said, We're talking about one chasan, one groom. You're now going to make two weddings together. Every every wedding must be done separate. Because Ema Arvim Simcha you're not supposed to mix Simchas. Do one chuppah, you do a separate chuppah. Can't pick two chasins and kalas go on the one chuppah, let's go one next. So what do you say? Chasanim be applying many, many chasans. Let's explain. Because spiritually, there's two levels. Chasan, the concept of groom represents the concept of descending light. A chasan represents the masculine light that's going down towards the bride, descending towards the vessel, coming from a more infinite place to a more, to a container, to a vessel, because feminine energy is more the container. Today's days, there are two general levels of dropping, of two chasans. Why the two levels of chasan? Let's understand. One drop is from the infinite to Atsilus. The second drop is from Atsilus to Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya. So these are the two chasans. One chasan is to take one, one chasan is to take from the infinite and to manifest it in a world, even though that world is purely divine, but still, since it's a divine world, meaning a divinity as it's already in the context of a world of attributes and so forth, it's already infinitely lower than higher than 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 the than the than the orange self. So it needs one level of chasn. But then, in order for it to come down into actual creations, there is a whole new symptom and contraction to bring it down low. Two chasns. Since when we're talking about the tzaddikim that are in Ganeden, that are receiving, so they're receiving, first the light descends through the first chasan, then it receives, then it descends through the second chasan, and kala in this case, and when the kala receives it, the shechina, she can share it with the souls of the tzaddikim. So where is all this lights, pneumious lights, in, internalized lights, the Torah they study in Ganeden, and makif lights, 
which are enormous, but where is it? How it's already filtered twice. When the days of Mashiach are here and the world is going to be already, our world is going to rise up to the level of Atsilas. So they won't need the second chas. We're just going to need it to descend one time. And this is hinted to in the concept that in Hashem's name now, there is beyond his name, there's the infinite, then there is his name. In his name now, there is the first drop is hinted to in the Yud. Who are the two chasans? The Yud and the Vav are the two masculine aspects of God's name. So there is a, first a powerful contraction to a Yud. And then once it's in a Yud, it can give it to the hay, the first hay. Then there's another powerful contraction in the Vav. Now the Vav is much weaker than the Yud. That's why it's longer, which means it's passing much more contraction. And then from there, it's going to the hay. But we know when Mashiach comes, Hashem's name is not going to be anymore Yud K Vav K. Hashem's name is going to be Yud K Yud K. Because it, the way it is in Chachman Bina, it's going to come down in Zeir Anpin and Malchus. It's not going to experience a second dilution. And as it is in, and as it is in Zeir Anpin and in Malchus, which are going to be on the same level of Chachman Bina, hinted to in the concept of Yud K Yud K, which means Hashem's name is going to be Yud and a Hey and a Yud and a Bayoimahu Yiyeh Yud Hey. On that day, it's going to be Yud Hey and Yud Hey. As it is in, in Ze'er Anpin and Amalchus, that's how it's going to be transmitted to our bodies. Which means we're only going to receive from one chasen, not through two chasens. Which means the lights of Keter are going to be directly delivered to us without that second filtration, which is now coming through Ze'er Anpin. So that's what he's saying the whole time. Now it's Kechasen, Yechayim, Pe'er, it's only Ukekalata, it's on a much more lower level. But the general idea is that there is two types of experiences in Ganeid. One of them is internalized lights through study of Torah. The other one is encompassing lights, which is these garments. But now it's on a much lower level. When Mashiach will come, it will be down here, higher than it is now in Gan Eden, and higher than it is now even in that range of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah. That's the concept which he's explaining over here. In order for the Amshacha, the flow of the infinite light to come down into Torah, the Torah that we have to in before us, in general, there is there's two completely, um, there's two, in, in, in more specifically, there's a billion contractions. But in general, it's two categories. Ayin Shambarichos, these two categories. Asid, however, when Mashiach comes, Lamata, the revelation down here will be Kamoy Lamaila, will be equal to, to above. Nimtza comes out. The first the first chasen will drop into the second chasen unchanged. So really, the second chasen will be on the same level like the first chasen. The first groom and the second groom will almost merge together to be one groom. It's not that the second groom doesn't exist. It's that the second groom is upgraded to the same level as the first groom. 
That's the idea. Which will be revealed literally below. I will marry you. So the same idea is Pidish. The revelations as they manifest down here in the revealed world, is from the Zairampin of Atsilas, which is called Chasan Chosdarga, or descending of a level. For Yerida this is referring to the second descent. In the future, the revelation will be also below directly from Kesar. Of course, one chasen we need, it has to be drawn down from the orange self to be connected to Atsilus, to emanations. That's only one descent. In order to bring forth Chachma of Atsilus and so forth. And this very same revelation that's there at the very, very upper tops of Atsilus, that very revelation will be Ba'atzma Yelamata will manifest down here below. When it says it's referring to the revelation of Atik Yomen, much higher than anything that's that's there now in, in even in the world of Atsilus. Completely higher and above and exalted from the world. Yet this very lofty revelation will be down here as well. And with this we'll also understand the concept of similar to that as well. Just like there's two levels of chasen, the concept of kala, which is the concept of her giving Makif lights, there's also two kalas. There's Bina's one kala, and Malchus is another kala. So it's two, it's two. But when then, it's going to be mother like daughter, daughter like mother. It's going to be one level. The Vav and the He will be on the same level like the Yudke. And that's the concept also that the moon will be as bright as the sun. So that's the concept of these verses, Bavaya, and the Hamshacha, the, the and the joy that we have now, especially since we've cleaned everything and we're ready to re-engage in mitzvahs on a whole different level. So to appreciate this, 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 the awesomeness of the infinite godliness that is bestowed upon us every time we do a mitzvah, and when we study Torah, we're actually touching the, 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 this, the, the, these lights, but in a manner of internalization. All right, this brings us to the conclusion of this very lofty discourse. Doesn't talk much about Sukkot in this discourse, but this was the continuation of the Maimer for Rosh Hashanah. And maybe we're going to sometime, I don't know when, we're going to be able to learn something for Sukkot. Hoping that this Thursday would have been for Sukkot, but it didn't work out because I wanted to finish that. All right, everyone have the best, and my eyes are closing. Sorry, as always, that.